0: Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey.
1: My name is Nola.
0: Yes, and you are now in part 4 of the Too Much Kiss Rock Strikes 10 spectacular...
1: Extravaganza.
0: Extravaganza. We don't do anything half-assed on the show. Much like Kiss, we just give you more, more, more. And that's what we're doing here. We are, at this point, we have probably finished the KISS cruise, just going by the timeline of when the shows are going to come out, and uh, I'm mm-hmm. sure we've had the most excellent time. I will give everybody a full report once I get back into town in the good old deep in the heart of Texas kind of way that we do. But until then, we're going to finish up this massive four-parter. We are now into part four, and it's going to be a weird mix of stuff here. The latest five studio albums the KISS has put out has spanned the last 20 years
1: that's just a a weird sentence when earlier we were like Kiss is putting out an album every six months
0: every six months and And now
1: we're like every six years Kiss is putting out an album that's
0: basically almost the average at this point because we're going to start off here with Revenge which was the return of Bob Ezrin on the production board Uh, but you know of course that's cause for rejoice but they had a lot to get over before they could get to this point Uh, hot in the shade was a big actually a big successful tour for them in comparison to what they had been doing business wise forever being a massive single so it was time to capitalize on the momentum there everything was going their way they signed a new deal with mercury for 10 more albums like you know probably half a mil to a mil advance everything was going great then eric carr who was their drummer since 1980 gets cancer and uh pretty much before the year is out he would no longer be you know on this physical plane he would he would he would die he's,
1: he's drumming up in heaven
0: yeah he uh, yeah and it, that that one really hurt me i remember i still remember seeing that MTV bulletin news piece that they show on Kissology uh volume 2 I I saw that when it happened live And I had no idea that he was dead They informed me right there that he had And I had just gone through this whole 10-15 minute eulogy For Freddie Mercury Because he had died the day before too And it was like wow So I was already at emotional Heaviness And it's weird because um, You know that year So the 12 year old me You know of course felt the loss of Freddie Mercury But I didn't I just knew the singles like a lot of people at that time. So Freddie's death, I knew it sucked.
1: You you were sad, but you weren't saddened.
0: Yeah, as time goes on, I'm way more saddened by the death of Freddie. The Eric Carr thing hit me like a ton of bricks. And of course, like a lot of people that might have watched the the broadcast that night on MTV's Day in Rock, they were like, "Wow, they gave Eric like 30 seconds, and they gave Freddie like 10 minutes." I realized that Eric wasn't as famous as Freddie. I totally get that but me at the time i was just so mad about that i was just like that's all he that's all he gets really And i was just so mad and it was heartbreaking enough and then having to deal with him playing second banana to freddie i'm sure he was like i mean how would he would have known?" you know like can you imagine like that sounds like eric's humor i mean it really does
1: maybe eric was just such a big queen fan that when freddie died he's like well i've
0: how cool well, is that? Well, that's it. How cool is that? We can meet up at the same time. Yeah. That was I'm his, right behind you, buddy. I'm right behind you. There you go. That, that That's a story I'd like to believe. So. Uh, but all we're, we're kicking off the show with this death motif, and that's totally my fault. But it's important to eulogize Eric Hart. Maybe we should have done that at the end of part three. Maybe we should have. <laughs> but hey, you know, uh, hindsight and all that. Uh, but, you know, the, the loss of Eric, the, the return of Bob Ezrin, and the debut of Eric Singer, three big factors that go into what would become Revenge, which was a massive comeback, stylistically, Kiss. Um, They went completely back to their 70s hard rock roots, while still having a, a modern edge to it, having a little bit of the snarl of the alternative scene that was just around the corner. And, you know, it just a nice mix. They're playing their butts off. Bruce is killing it on this album. Gene finally comes back from his slumber of being a movie star. Everything was right for them, finally, you know. So, it was an album that I was looking forward to. And I remember hearing Unholy on Z-Rock before the album came out. I was like, wow, what the hell is this going to be? So, I love the album. I still do. And, uh... Let's go ahead and just get into it. What, okay. do, you th- what do you think let's, here?
1: Let's get it started. I couldn't.
0: I couldn't pick anything off of here and not be like, "Oh, but what about this? Oh, but what about this?" And I did that a lot on here. I wanted to put "I Just Wanna" on here, you know. And is a great song. It's a strong track. Uh, "God Gave Rock and Roll to You" two is on here. I mean,
1: I feel like "God Gave Rock and Roll to You" two doesn't count.
0: Well, because it did come out a year before the album, this is true. Yeah. It was part of the Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey soundtrack. And Domino yeah. on here with its great shitty dude lyrics and ZZ Top influence, great, great song. For me, when I first got the... This is a perfect album for a 13-year-old guy. Just getting into girls, this is one of those kind of albums. It's got everything. It's got the positive aspects of women and the scandalous part about them. So huh. it's a, there's a lot of You Dumb Me Wrong songs on here, but a lot of it's also like, hey, let's let's do this. And so this is a perfect album for 13-year-old Joey, i got to <laughs> say.
1: 13-year-old Joey's like, Babies and Playboys and Revenge,
2: yeah. <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> Yes, that was very Bud Bundy-esque at the time. Uh, so I'm going to go with this song, because it's so ridiculous. It's so over the top. Uh, it rips off, or... Uh, what what's what's the nice word people say instead of rip off
1: it uh it borrows from
0: yeah it borrows from yes it's it, uh, a little bit it of is, derivative
1: <laughs> it is a throwback too
0: yeah exactly uh the song gets compared to more often than anything is big bottom by Spinal Tap uh i mean just the fact that they would even recite the same lyric of the bigger cushion the better the pushin is enough for me right there uh but you got to love Gene i love the fact that in his over the top abundance and love for women he doesn't leave out the true women, the curvy women, and that's why I love this song. And it's just ridiculous. It's a song called "Spit." You'll hear it in all of its glory in just a few minutes, including the ridiculous solo that includes the Star-Spangled Banner. Out of all things, now my lady has the uh, the follow-up to "Forever," basically. Yeah,
1: I um I slowed things down a little bit. I um I was. I was looking at this track list, and I had three songs that I was like, I like this one, and this one, and this one, and that's it. Right. And how do I choose between these songs? Yeah. And then I kind of listened to your song, and I'm like, well, how about I just go complete opposite that, and throw the ballad in there. Sure. So that's uh, what I did.
0: That's a very good ballad, uh, produced um, very much with a lot of heart with Bob Ezra and Paul Stanley. A great solo by Dick Wagner, by the way, of the Alice Cooper group.
1: Well, you know, Eric was in Alice Cooper group.
0: Exactly. It's a nice tie-in. So.
1: So. But um, the song I chose was Every Time I Look at You. Sentimental song for the two of us. Yeah. But um, it, It's
0: a great song, and it's a song that couldn't have been... It couldn't have had worse timing in 1992 yeah. because grunge is really hitting hard. I feel like... You're not supposed to be sensitive anymore. I almost feel like they should have saved this song like this
1: song is so out of place
0: even with God Gave Rock and Roll to You on this album it's out of place isn't that weird yeah yeah so I I almost want to say that they almost should have saved the song for Unplugged and have that be the original song that appeared on Unplugged and then that could have been a big single yeah because four years later people were ready for a song like this again I think you know like we were talking about with uh, the Diane Warren stuff on the last episode
1: yeah so uh but that's that's the one I picked. Yeah. And, and you're I'm, not wrong. Nothing yeah. on
0: this album is wrong. That's <laughs> it's debatable for that's you. It's debatable. But for me. There's nothing wrong with uh, this
1: But yeah, had I not picked that it would have either been Take It Off or I Just Wanna.
0: Which are classic Paul Stanley let's fuck songs yeah. basically. <laughs> let's let's just cut <laughs> to the chase. We've been beating around the bush for three parts. Yeah. Literally and figuratively. So, yeah, and so. we know Paul can do that already, so let's uh, let's show you some of those other aspects yeah. of it.
1: Let's, uh, let's show you the softer side.
0: Yeah. This is Paul going for his Beth. Bob Ezrin Productions, strings and all. So here you go. Let's take you over to Spit and cool things down a little bit. So here you go. Here's Spit, and every time I look at you...
2: And I'm not too clean, but I know what I like. If you know what I mean. What do people say? Well, Mister, can't you see? It don't mean spit to me. Oh! Hot damn, below the above, want a lot of woman with a lot of love. what they will see it's to see. It don't mean a to me. <music> hey, baby, it's- Then she gets down on all fours. Let the men talk. What can't you see? It don't mean spin to me.
1: so that was spit, and every time I look at you...
0: Now, this was the figurative sense of having really fun, rough, dirty sex, and then cuddling massively afterwards. There you go. That's life. That's kiss. (laughs) That's... That's that's, real. That's why I love him so much. Uh, We were talking earlier, when we were talking about the timing of the Revenge album, They went to work almost right away after the Revenge tour on this album, which would eventually become Carnival of Souls. Uh, One of the most controversial albums in the Kiss catalog, almost more so than The Elder, because they went to work on it, like, let's say around late 93, and they just never finished slash put it out uh... there were a few roadblocks in the way for this album positive things for the band but not all of them guys like bruce and eric were starting to feel like uh oh maybe our days are numbered they did wind up between this putting out the kiss my ass tribute album which you talked about on part one with the garth brooks track and you know guys like mighty mighty boss tones anthrax Lemonheads, Lemonheads, yes, Lenny Kravitz, people of the day that had a big name that were like, "Hey, we love Kiss," and it was cool to see that kind of variety of artists give it up for Kiss, showing just how great they truly are. They do that, and then they wind up going on the Kiss Convention tour, which I spoke of earlier, and I loved it, and it was great. Uh, All the same time, we're like, "Where's that new album, guys?" And someone even asked them that. At the convention's like, dude, it's been three years since Revenge, where's that new album? And they're like, oh, you know, we're just finishing it up, we got to mix it and all this stuff.
1: It's in production.
0: Yeah, not knowing at the time that there was a negotiation for the reunion tour with Ace and Peter, putting the makeup back on, so this album was not going to have its own life. Uh, This album didn't come out until Kiss was on tour with the reunion tour. And the only reason they did that is because the album was getting bootlegged to death. It was the first time that a Kiss album, it just sat around, so it had tons of time to be bootlegged. No one knows how the tapes got out, but they did. And uh, I almost want to say it was like... Yeah, I It, it I, was
1: Eric and Bruce. You think
0: Eric and Bruce well, I mean, I think I mean, they, they of it. Why not? Have, yeah, they, like,
1: they had nothing to lose. They didn't think that they were having a job could tie in anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean,
0: I I think some of the uh, theories may implicate them in leaking the tapes out on the internet. And that was the first time people were listening to pirated songs on the internet. This is 96, 95. That was going on. If you had a decent internet connection, you could hear some new Kiss songs. Why not, right? I'm not supposed to hear these. This is fun and dangerous. So that's basically what happened. The label was like, well, shit, we should just put the record out. So, um... Uh, you know Toby Wright, who produced it, finished the mixes, and it was like, you know, Paul and Gene are busy; they don't have time to almost. They probably didn't even improve the final mix. I could be totally wrong here, but this is what the album feels like to me. They throw in a, a shot, Jerry Miller shot for Metal Edge, as the album cover. Just as a matter of factly, here's Kiss in the studio recording their album. They don't do these kind of mail-in covers.
1: Yeah, when when you showed me this album. For it me to pick like my bootleg, song, I'm yeah. like, why is this in my hands? <laughs> it's like, this isn't a studio album. It can't be. Yeah. It, First of all, it doesn't look like a Kiss album. Second of all...
0: It doesn't even sound like one at okay. times. Yeah. At all, hardly. So that's the thing. It's called Carnival of Souls, The Final Sessions, which also implicates that maybe they didn't really even finish what they wanted to put out. Yeah. So that's another Maybe it was it. just
1: that last day that they were in the studio and and they're all one takes and yeah. and that's why it sounds so bad
2: and
0: yeah and that was it and this is Gene's vision this album because he was you know of course him and Paul love the revenge album but Gene's like I want to take us in an even heavier direction than even revenge was and Gene was definitely a big fan of the 90s alternative bands he was listening to Alice in Chains and Soundgarden and Smashing Pumpkins big time uh, they brought in the guy who was sitting under Ron Nevison as his assistant for Crazy Nights, this guy named Toby Wright, who made his own name once the 90s rolled around because he wound up producing albums for Pantera and Alice in Chains, so they bring in the guy that, that assisted engineering their Crazy Nights album, and you can't get two more different albums in Kiss's catalog than Crazy Nights and Carnival of Souls. So it's kind of funny that he was there for both of them. That That's a fun story. Um, but they do this album and yeah you've heard it and you haven't heard it much but when you really listened to it a few weeks ago you were like wow this is I mean like and I, I, I love you to death this is most women so I, I don't feel like I'm generalizing you're not a big metal fan this is a very yeah. metal album it's very dark it's very grudge it's very metal
1: and the, and not to say that there aren't women metal fans we know that there are yeah, we I mean we, we've seen the audience yeah. of that metal show yeah
0: but just making a broad but a, generalization... But and, as... Yeah.
1: Just as a, as a woman, it's just like, well... I guess... I'll just go play darts with this track list. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, there's nothing inherently catchy, which is what... Which is know, what I like. And th- that's what KISS is. That's what they do. They write anthems that you can sing along to in a live capacity. I... As anything
1: with a clap track or <laughs> like a like cow a
0: cowbell, yeah,
1: yeah. Anything <laughs> that I can wrap my head around, yeah. if I can say "hey" at a certain time or clap along with something, I'm in.
0: Yeah. You can imagine if they actually wound up putting this out and touring under it, and Yuck. like, I would have been intrigued <laughs> to see it. But you know, like, as far as like any kind of sing-along aspect, obviously not there. I mean, we're gonna chant along to Paul Stanley going, "I think it's gonna rain down." very much like an Alice in Chains song. Maybe you will. I'm not going to. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to be on my
1: phone. I'm going to be that person you and Logan were talking about (laughs) at the concert (laughs) on their phone, sitting down, just waiting for the song to pass.
0: Yeah, And like I said, uh, it almost sounds like I'm being harsh too, but I do like a lot of the album. When it came out, I really liked the album. Uh, There's some songs that I still have kept, and I really like this song. We're going to find out where the dart hit on the track listing for NOLA first off, and then we're going to go into my pick. So the song that she picked is a song called In the Mirror, which is a, a, actually a Paul Stanley song that has a good drive and beat to it, so it's one of the more, for lack of a better term, KISS-esque songs on here. And the other weird thing is, uh, coming up in Dallas-Fort Worth when I was growing up, and still am, obviously, but mm-hmm. uh, the song on here, Jungle, uh, wound up becoming a radio hit over here. So it was a regional hit, as they call it. So Jungle actually did really well over here, which I thought was kind of cool. Uh, so you might have heard that one out and about. My pick is my favorite song on the album by far. This one's a really good Paul Stanley song. I think this is one of those songs, the reason I like it so much is because this definitely could have gone on uh, Creatures of the Night or Animal Eyes or something like that so these are two links to the past of the band so you will hear the heaviness in the production and the guitars and the riffs but it still kind of calls back and with Paul singing it it makes it a little easier so here you go without further ado, man it took longer for me to get to the songs than the bootlegs did so here is In The Mirror followed by Master and Slave So there you go. That was Kiss, if you could believe it, with In the Mirror and Master and Slave. I should have. Pl- we almost should have played stuff that was really over the top, like Hate or uh, even Jungle. Uh, that would have really p- people like, man, this is a weird album. No, let's let's not. But uh, I gotta say, if you're a fan of, of hard rock and bordering on heavy metal, I think you would really like Carnival of Souls. So this this could be someone's gateway into Kiss. You never know. I know. That probably happened to a few people, I bet. I know. I (laughs) will. It
1: just didn't happen for me, so I don't don't accept it. I understand that. (laughs) So coming up next, we have Psycho Circus.
0: Yes, the reunion album. Quote.
1: Hooray.
0: Now... I was actually, even though I was real, okay, I'm gonna say I was really excited that they got back together with the makeup and the stage show because I was gonna be able to see it. And I was thinking it's probably only gonna happen one time around because I honestly never thought the whole time they did the reunion that this was it. It was back. I thought it was gonna be one and one, done. One. And, I really did think it was gonna be one and done. I know that sounds maybe stupid to say because it's like, oh well, they're smart businessmen. If it does well, they're gonna keep it around.
1: Yeah, but these smart businessmen also put out the elder. Yes, going back to that. Elder
0: and Carnival of Souls. And, yeah, I understand. And
1: so, I mean, we don't we don't know we don't know what goes on in Gene's head.
0: Yeah. So or, originally, Psycho Circus was going to be produced by Bob Ezrin. Bob couldn't do it, so they bring in longtime Bon Jovian and Aerosmith producer Bruce Fairbairn, and they come out with Psycho Circus. And it's funny because Paul said that his experience on this album was actually kind of bad, not only because. Ace and Peter really don't play on the album, which is probably the least of their headaches, honestly. Yes. Ace and Peter really only play on Into the Void, and that's about it. (laughs) So, basically, it's Gene and Paul recording a Kissed album with Bruce Kulick and Tommy Thayer and Kevin Valentine, who's one of Eric Singer's good buddies. And he played on the Take It Off track on Revenge, so he'd already been familiar with the guys. So just one of those things. We were led to believe, and we wanted to believe, that the band was back, firing on all cylinders, getting along, all four guys.
1: You uh, you mentioned that Bruce and Tommy played on this one. Yeah. But not Eric. What Eric, was Eric doing at this time?
0: Eric, uh, you can definitely tell if you go back and read some of the interviews, or just talk to people who were around him in the band at the time. Eric was, uh, Bruce even said, Bruce said, I always knew that the reunion would happen, and when I came into the band, I made peace with the fact that every time we went around to do this, this could be my last go around with the band. So he goes, I always knew they'd get back together with Ace and Peter. Eric never believed it. He thought they were too far gone, there was no way they could ever do a full tour. It's never going to happen. When they were finishing up Carnival of Souls, they basically did tell them they had a meeting during one of the last days of recording or mixing, saying, we're doing the reunion. Eric pretty much took off after that. Like he didn't do press for Carnival of Souls even though it was something he could have been proud of from a performance standpoint. He just
1: What I mean did he did he join up and help any other band out did he go back to Alice Cooper? Oh, yeah. That he, that's he that back. was my question. Yes,
0: yes, he went back to Alice Cooper. Alice, you know, I'm sure he very much felt for him. And Alice I know likes the guys. He gets along with Gene and Paul, but I think at the same time I know that he felt terrible for Eric so eric did you know like i think three or four more alice tours so that's what eric did for the rest of the 90s and good okay. for him i saw him like three times with alice yeah. I, I had a blast some of the best shows i've ever seen easy the the shows that i saw eric perform with alice i would put those up against the kiss reunion shows they were that good if not better at times okay All
1: right, just a question well, no, just wondering what eric was up to it's a great question. i like eric
0: I do too, and great question. No, I
1: mean, I like Eric. Yeah, I, I know, I know
0: you like him, like him, you really like him. Um, and then he also did the solo uh, album ESP, The Eric Singer Project, which is mostly covers with uh, Bruce Kulick, John Karabi, Carl Cochran. That's a really cool album. I recommend picking that up. That's a great uh, album for the Kiss family tree, if you will. And uh, that's all I could think. I, I played on some Alice albums, did a few Alice tours. And I think he thought, you know what, I'm pretty much probably going to be with Alice for the rest of his career and or mine. Um, After the Psycho Circus tour and the subsequent quote-unquote farewell tour, which actually isn't a lie. The farewell tour really was the farewell tour. We were just saying farewell to two of the guys. Yeah. (laughs) So, hey, it counts. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Valid. They uh, call Eric back because Peter... uh, According to Gene, listen to the wrong people, and they, his yes men told him they would never do the next leg of the tour without you. So he called their bluff, and they said no. And they called Eric Singer back, and not only just to piss Peter off just for being a dick on that last tour, they said, we're going to put Eric Singer in the Catman makeup that's really how this happened. Was well, out of spite. you
1: know, you you kind of sold your likeness off to us, so yeah. you know we're gonna take advantage of that.
0: Exactly. So they can do whatever they want with it, and that's how I feel. Uh, but going back to Psycho Circus, we're gonna stay on that here. Like I said, you've got the tandem lead guitarist of Tommy Thayer, soon <laughs> to <guitar-ness>. be member. <laughs> guitarness. Guitarness. <laughs> <You> like that. <laughs> and uh, isn't that that phone booth from Doctor Who? Anyway, uh, yes, Bruce Kulick, Tommy Thayer. Paul Stanley, a little bit of Gene, a little bit of Kevin Valentine. These two songs, I think, are some of the most underrated songs in the entire catalog of KISS. I don't even, I say, well, I'm say going to start with this one because it's so off the beaten path of what even you, you people out there that have come with us on these first three parts, you're now getting towards the end here. You think KISS is not going to surprise me here. I'm going to prove you wrong, hopefully. The first track I'm going to play is a Gene song that you won't you won't see it coming. It's a song called We Are One. should have been a huge radio hit, and I still stand by it to this day. Brazil knows what's up. It was number one in Brazil, so yeah, Brazil. Good for you, Brazil. We're, we're going to meet some Brazilians, Yeah, we sure, are. on this cruise. I'm sure we already they have are. made some friends yeah. from Brazil. Uh, the place where they played their last original makeup show in Rio de Janeiro. And then we're going to end Psycho Circus' 2 for, with a great song that Tola chose.
1: I I wanted an anthem in Revenge, and I got it on Psycho Circus, and I'm okay with that. And that song is Raise Your Glasses. It was written by...
0: I'm only bringing out the booklet. Why are you bringing out the booklet? I, I, I want to... It says Stanley, Paul Stanley, and Holly Knight. Yes, Holly Knight comes back. And hits a home run with Paul. You like that? Literally or figuratively? A little bit of both. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Holly Knight is a woman, I believe. So I I looked her up. I wasn't sure because there's dudes named Holly. There are boys named Holly. Yeah. Holly Knight did some work with a great obscure 80s band called Device, by the way. There's my fun fact for this uh, part. So yeah, check it out. These are two really positive, fun, inspiring songs. Starting off with Gene's contribution, We Are One. Followed by Razor Glasses.
1: All right, that was "We Are One," followed by "Raise Your Glasses." A couple of fun songs off of
0: "Psycho Circus."
1: I w- I was gonna say, not a fun album, but yeah, it was off "Psycho Circus."
0: "Psycho Circus" is a fun album. I'm Y'all sure. Are, it, you it know, know what? I, I know I know what your deal is with it. You've heard the Peter song. That's that I, really hurts that album a lot. Yeah. Because there, you look at you look at this album, and even the title track is good, as forced as it seems. But even the, even the Heavy Jeans song within that's a cool song. Even Ace's song is good. You got you one the best. The only time all four original members have sang on a song together. That in itself is an event. The Peter song is Why did really, you make
1: me listen to the Peter song then? I'm,
0: I just thought it was really funny because he's so off... He's so off-key on it. It's just... It's ridiculously bad. Anyway, I'm sorry I made you listen to the Peter song. I'm sorry I made you look at the album cover. But other than that, there's okay. no there's no third strike for Psycho Circus, in my opinion. Okay,
1: I'll I'll give you that. All
0: right, and and I, even the most jaded of person, I don't know how you cannot tap your toe to raise your glasses. I just don't know. I just don't know how you couldn't do it. Even, you know. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. We got two more albums to go. So, hey, if you're still with us, that means you're at least intrigued to to finish out. What is going to be the latest two albums with the now solidified lineup god you know i never even thought to count how many actual lineups the band has had we're into the eighth lineup of of kiss but i gotta say they've been doing this lineup for eight years now and i think this is the one this is it this has to be it
1: how uh how many years was the original lineup in there for
0: the original lineup initially mm-hmm. the from, original original yeah, from the time together we'll say the start of seventy three even though I think they were doing stuff in seventy two we'll, we'll we'll give them let's see Peter leaves in eighty he's really not but he doesn't do anything so at seven seven, seven years, and a half seven years, so basically the existence of this band is equal to the original lineups run, so there you go so
1: they they rebuilt them better, faster, stronger. <sighs>
0: I think so. and to, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this is the $6 million main lineup. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, that's a great way to put it. And rebuilding, you, you couldn't have put it better because, you know, and, and this is me, I, I love the original lineup. I can't say that enough. And not just because it's important. I don't feel forced to say that. But here's the bottom line in modern-day KISS. Guys like Peter, and even to an extent Ace, Are not willing to open the catalog up and play some of the songs that you really want to hear. Even you die-hard fans of Ace and Peter, they're not gonna want to learn Mister Speed. You know, they're not gonna want to relearn Making Love because they're lazy and they're not willing to do it. And that's if they weren't lazy, they'd still be in the band. But they just are. Some. Ace, I love Ace to death. He's one of my favorite guitar players of all time, but he's a massive underachiever. And I think deep down inside he knows it. I might be pissing off a lot of people by saying this, but that's just how I feel. I have this for him. I'm gonna say it.
1: Yeah. Let us know how you feel. But you know, don't don't email us with the you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Ace and Peter are the greatest people ever yeah. and
0: I have no time to listen to Tommy and Eric are imposters. You know what? These two gentlemen grew up freaking, listening to kiss. I mean, Tommy worships Ace, he played him in a tribute band you can't get You can't find a bigger ace fan on this planet than freaking Tommy Thayer if that's a guy that can't do Ace justice. Then, then you have... There's no more hope in your KISS life, you know? like yeah. It doesn't make sense to me why they would just beat the shit out of this guy online. And I hate it so much because he's a good guy. And you know what? You all know this, but you never want to admit it. Ace could not have relearned those songs on the reunion tour if it wasn't for... Ding, ding, ding.
1: Tommy Thayer.
0: Exactly. And... Look at the tenure that Eric Singer has put into KISS and you come back and talk to me about Peter. F all that. Eric has been in this band longer than Peter Chris, and he deserves to be in this band. He's going to be the guy that runs the show.
1: Once Paul and Gene officially retire.
0: Yeah, he's going to be the leader. He's going to be the guy. I know that sounds weird. It's going
1: to be weird having...
0: Eric will be the elder Eric statesman. Eric will
1: be the elder statesman. And that's so alarming to me. Because I look back and I see like young, fresh-faced blonde Eric. And I'm like, yay, Eric!
0: Yes, Nola <laughs> still lives in this fantasy world that, that Eric's singer is 35 years old. And it's so he's cute. O- he's
1: only slightly older than you. Exactly. But he's not too old. <laughs> exactly.
0: But that will happen. There will come a time. that That's the whole thing about why they created these personas in the first place. So it can live on so it can live on longer than them. And I think maybe they didn't even intend that to happen when they first started. But now I think they're starting to realize, yeah, this is the thing. We
1: we can go all the way with this. Yeah.
0: And they've proved this by putting Tommy and Eric in those icon- now iconic characters. This is a reality and it's going to go on long after us, long after them for sure. You know, I don't know if it's going to be Paul and Jean's offspring, you know, I don't know if it's going to be them or just somebody else that comes along and gets the nod, but it's going to keep going. You will see at least Kiss touring Live. like you know your your bigger theaters of the world mm-hmm. for centuries to come. How about that? And I'm not. I, I know I come off like a really big cult member by saying that, but that's back what... when the Elder were here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that's it's. When the old, when the world is old, Kiss will still be new. Exactly, it's <laughs> it like
0: on that Rollins bit where his guitarist tells him, you know, S- soon enough, everybody that hates Kiss is just going to die off, and then there will be <laughs> nothing left but Kiss fans in this world, <laughs> and they're like, "Wow, you're the man." But that's the thing: if they started out, they wanted to be the band they never saw. They wanted they wanted to be the band that did stuff that no other band did no other band can go on for centuries except KISS because that's how they set it up. It's brilliant. It's just like Prince is going to be releasing new music 300 years from now. I think the
1: only band that could possibly do this is GWAR?
0: Yeah, GWAR actually is, they've been Bringing new people in as time has gone on, so they're going to keep going. Yeah, too. so so they'll be opening for Kiss. So <laughs> we're going to have like this, years this from now.
1: trifecta of Battle of the Bands, and it's going to be <laughs> Kiss and War and Prince, yeah. and that's all that will live on from the 21st century.
0: Yeah, there you go. I can't wait. <laughs>
1: okay, we've got to talk about Sonic Boom. Oh yes,
0: well yeah, we are in Sonic Boom territory. We are right on now.
1: our 19th album.
0: Yes, and it was cool I mean of course they bring back the guy that drew rock and roll over like you couldn't tell yeah uh, for the album cover great cover yeah and I like it and of course it solidifies mm-hmm. Eric and Tommy there in the band mm-hmm. and no more so than the fact that they finally gave especially Eric they finally gave Eric and Tommy a song on the album a piece you know they get one a piece but maybe that's all they were really wanting to do Yeah. you know I'm sure Eric could sing all day if you let him uh he really does have one of the stronger songs on the album in my opinion so you know what that's the song i'm picking for sonic boom i'm going with all for the glory which for you hardcore especially european fans are going to hear a lot of helicopters influence if i may but a great song that paul wrote for eric paul knows how to write for eric let me tell you they get along well paul knows how to write for eric let me tell you
1: they get along well. They yeah. they feed off of each other it seems.
0: Yeah, it's good. It's good. Then I what?
1: picked uh I picked another super fun song. Oh, I yeah. picked I picked a song that inspired T shirts for my first time seeing Kiss. Yeah, it was great. And we made
0: a whole big deal out of it. It was so fun.
1: And and we got multi compliments on these shirts. Uh-huh. We we made and
0: um we each bought a uh, I got a black shirt. She got a hot pink shirt, mm-hmm. and and we
1: uh, we spray painted using kiss style letters, on Joey's we did danger me, and on mine we did danger you, and on the back of both of them they say danger uh, us. Yes. So for all of you out there, I am giving you dangerous.
0: danger us. Danger. Uh, yes. All right, so enjoy these songs. Sonic Boom, great kiss album. Enjoy. <laughs> back. All right. Woo! Yeah, and uh, let me go ahead and do a programming note here. That was KISS with Danger Us from Sonic Boom. And the second song I elected to play from Sonic Boom was a Gene song called Yes I Know, Nobody's Perfect, in parentheses. Uh, the reason I did that, I thought about it a little bit. I had some time to think about it, actually, and I went ahead with that song. I was originally going to go with All for the Glory, but I kind of have a good reason why. And we're going to explain it to all of you now. What has been just about seven and a half minutes for you guys out there has been just a little over two weeks for us since we've been recording these shows. You could probably hear a little bit of rawness in the voice. Yeah. Nola?
1: Yeah, there's a little bit of a Kiss Cruise 2 flu going around. Yeah, apparently. But so, um,
0: still worth it, though. Oh yeah,
1: definitely worth it. Uh, I think we got off light. Some people were saying that they were in the hospital. Some people had pneumonia. So it's.
0: I'm glad that wasn't our side of the cabin. Yeah. So. So, we so,
1: so everyone just, if you plan on going on a cruise, get Was- your flu shot. Yeah. Washy washy. Washy washy. End <laughs> um, <laughs> jokes. <laughs> you know, take take precautions. Yeah. Because even even with all the stuff that the cruise line does. Know, yeah, germs get around.
0: I mean, you can't help it. There was uh there was about close to about twenty five hundred people. Yeah, on the boat with us. Yes, and for those of you writing in who wanted a full report from us on the cruise, we're going to give you a little bit of one right here. Um, Nola, you've you've now been on Kiss Cruise two. Oh man, the four parter here has been long enough. But the cruise, what did you think of it? Oh sweetie? man,
1: that, the cruise. Okay, first of all, this is or this was our first cruise. Yes, it was. My first time meeting KISS. It was your, what, like, second or second? Second, second, second and or a third? half.
0: I met Paul and Eric at the convention. hmm And um, I met the whole band in an autograph signing for a live three. So two and a half.
1: Okay, so this was two and a half for you. <laughs> this was my second show for KISS because we missed a Dallas show. Um,
0: since we've and, been together.
1: Yeah, since, since we've been together. Basically, yeah. Well, even before we were together, I... Yeah. Well, yeah. No, yeah. no kiss for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um,
0: we saw the Sonic Boom tour at um, Frisco, Texas. Yeah, yeah.
1: that was Good a great show. show. Yeah, weird show, weird opening bands. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but all that aside. But you take all those things and then stick us on a boat and sail us to a tropical island. And then of, be like Mexico. <laughs> and then be like, JK, you're going to Mexico. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was still awesome. The yeah. fir- very first world problem. Drats, we didn't get to go to the Bahamas.
0: Yeah, such a white people problem. I mean, there's people bitching who weren't going to the Bahamas on the stop down, but it's like, okay, you can go to a, a, a destroyed Bahamas from Hurricane Sandy, or yeah. you can go to Cozumel for a few hours. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a no-brainer. I mean, it really, Kiss is the attraction. If you went on the Kiss cruise to go to the Bahamas, it's kind of dumb, I think. Yeah. You know, go to a Bahamas. Go. Cruise.
1: Just go on a regular cruise. Yeah.
0: So anyway, if this but, had been a Bahamas cruise, they would have just canceled the damn thing. Yeah. It's not what it's all about. Anyway.
1: But um, but you know, you take, you take all these things and you stick them on a boat and and it just makes for this like wonderful kind of magical Disney time. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that we went. Yeah. I can't wait for Kiss Cruise three. Yeah got less than a year now
0: yeah i want to go back the good news is for all of you out there that actually would think that you would like to do it definitely do it even if you got to pay for it the whole year on a credit card do it and uh which is the boat i'm in uh no pun intended but uh go if you're if you're any kind of a hardcore fan you need to go see this thing it's it's a -a one-of-a-kind experience so glad they signed on for five more years. So yeah. just in case we can't go next year, we got others to go to down the line. I'm going to go to as many as we can. Hopefully this will be a annual tradition for us. I hope so. And um, had a great time planning awesome things for the future. And for those of you out there who said you know what to do with a woman that would take you uh, and go with you on a KISS cruise. Uh, you, you know what you need to do after that. And I was like, yes, I, I know. Yes, I know. <laughs> and nobody's perfect. <laughs> see. In
1: parentheses. Yeah, in parentheses.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I understand how lucky I am. Um, But all that aside, Nola, the shows, what did you think of the shows? Oh, what did you man. think of meeting the band? You were getting to that.
1: I was... Okay, so, um, well, We'll start with meeting the band first because that's what we did. Yeah. On the second night, we got to take our photo with Kiss. And... We're in like this cattle line, like weaving back and forth. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you were there. Oh yeah. But um, then we got up to this curtain, and I'm thinking, okay, there's like four or five more people start hyperventilating because you mm-hmm. know I'm getting to meet these guys for the very first time. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of push us through, and then there they are, it's
0: right there. Like there's no prep. Huge. Yeah, they're in full regalia. It's like some people still think when I when I had told people in advance, you know, we're gonna get to take a fitch- picture with the band. Some of them were really surprised when I came back, and happened to mention that they were in full makeup and costumes. Like they thought we were going to get Car- Clark Kent, but we got Superman. Yeah. And uh, it was it's it's off putting, but amazing at the same time. Yeah,
1: it's it's shocking. <laughs> yeah. In in the best sense of the word. Yeah. And um.
0: And the first one you see is Jean. Yeah, so, Jean's Whoa.
1: right there by the curtain.
0: You like ran away from Jean.
1: Well, I, d- <laughs> I didn't. Notice Gene until I already found Eric.
0: Yeah, you went straight for Eric and or Paul. Well, I was. I'm still. He's scow, He's demon scowling me, like in character, you know. Because I know a certain element takes over when they're in that yeah. get up. Um, he was demon scowling me, and he just had his fist up, like fist bump. I was like fist bump. Boop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Great. Yay. That's what we did.
2: But um,
1: my my plan was find Eric. Because yeah. I won't look like a midget next to Eric, and I'm wearing heels anyway. Yeah, and um,
0: it's a bit a point to wear heels with a picture I love it.
1: Yeah, so um, so I beeline for Eric, and I tell Eric I'm standing right here, and he's like, "You, you do it. You do what you gotta do." And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, and, and then I notice that he's next to Paul and next to Tommy, and I'm and I'm like torn for a second. Yeah. Because all I cared about was like getting next to Eric.
0: Oh, you know you wanted to be next to Paul too. The fact and, that Eric and Paul were—you could have been in between them. I'm well, sure, Eric,
1: like... Eric was sandwiched between Paul and Tommy. Yeah. And and for, it was this giant struggle yeah. that seemed to take forever in my mind and yeah. was like a split second, and I'm like, whoop, next th- to Paul.
0: I think even Tommy understands. It's just a seniority thing. Here. Yeah. I, I would get it too if I was him. So um, don't worry about so,
1: it. So so next year, Tommy coming after you so make sure you stand next to eric <laughs> Yeah
0: i'm sure he will and uh i don't remember hearing anything is the thing like to me all that i could hear was that ghost track at the end of destroyer there's a lot of echoey things mm-hmm. and swirling and my head is swirling and i was really i didn't keep it together like i wanted to and i thought so i we, we took the photo and i, I must have obviously still been deer in the headlights and I was thanking all of them for doing this. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you. And that's all I remember saying.
1: Yeah. I I remember like trying to like touch tommy's chest somehow being like thank you (laughs) all like glassy died yeah like mr burns in a in the (laughs) x-files episode where he's like we bring you love (laughs) and it's like all i wanted to do was like hug them all at once and just be like thank you
0: (laughs) yeah i wanted to do the same thing and i don't care what that sounds like uh i was so bewildered but then all of a sudden i guess eric realized how in or out of the moment i was and he just slowly reached his hand out, extended his hand, and I shook his hand, and I was like, thank you. <laughs> and that was it.
1: Yeah. And, yeah. and then we got pushed out back yeah. into reality, and we are just like, oh. Yeah, it
0: was just like, ooh. Yeah, yeah it's like you, got, you went to this like time warp hole, time yeah. hole, and then you got pushed right out again into your reality. It was crazy. It was awesome. And yeah. I'm not going to complain. And I know there's some people complaining about not getting enough face time, but I'm like sitting there going they didn't have to do that. Yeah. They could have been in their Panama Jack clothes like they were the day before for the acoustic show. Yeah. And not done that for you. That was that's a special deal, man, and there's 2500 people that are getting the same photo basically. Mm-hmm. That's that's a lot to ask, you know, no matter how much money they're quote unquote making on this thing. Yeah. That's how I feel. I don't like I don't like sense of entitlement.
1: Yeah, it just it's amazing to me like how many people are complaining and I'm like, "Really?" Yeah. Do you like,
0: people are jerks. and <laughs> People as a whole can be jerks.
1: And it's like, I know when I had gotten back to work the other day and people were asking me how it was, and I'm like, it was fantastic, it was amazing. You know, if, if the biggest complaints that I have are that we didn't get to go to the Bahamas and we had to go to Cozumel, I'm like, mm-hmm. drats. Yeah darn i still get to go somewhere nice and oh we pretty got to go
0: barter shopping oh yeah you know like oh we get to take advantage yeah i i had
1: i had to go shopping instead of sitting on a beach yeah drats yeah it's like really but yeah. but at the same time like i can see coming from that first cruise where you got to go to the bahamas and it's the first time so everybody's making it a point to be you know super friendly to each other like yeah. i can see how some of that kind of got lost on the second one. Yeah. But it's still a whole new experience from the first one. Yeah. I can't imagine them doing the same songs, same set, the same Q&A. Yeah. I know a lot of the activities were different this time. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, really? You, get, you got to spend a, like a week on a boat. Yeah. With your heroes. Exactly. Even yeah. if you didn't get to hang out with them one-on-one, you know, they're...
0: And some people got to. That's the thing is that yeah. apparently they were out and about. We're just not those kind of hustlers that are gonna stalk the restaurants and whatever. And some people did, and they got to meet them. Yeah, uh, you but know, I'm like, there's some people on the board saying they got to meet Doc the McGee, the manager, yeah. along with like Paul and Jean having dinner at one of the steakhouses, Which yeah. it's a lot easier to try to go to one of those places because you have to pay to eat there.
1: Yeah, you've you've got to pay the cover charts, and yeah. you know it was one of those things where I'm like, we we went to a complimentary dining area and we were still able to get steak yeah
0: there you go so Brilliant. I mean
1: for for us it wasn't really you know about stalking the band we could do that in our own time yeah but um you know i i think that just the experience of it was yeah phenomenal regardless
0: exactly and i could tell you and i i'm sure i already told you this i've obviously been to a lot more kiss shows obviously yes, shake your fist at me obviously but um you won't see a better show than that one we saw indoors. Oh yeah. man, our show. What? Yeah, Fire and Pyro aside, um, you're not going to see a better Kiss show. Like, it was two and a half hours and they even made some calls audibles on the set.
1: Yeah, it it was almost my dream set list. Yeah. I, like, missed maybe two songs. Yeah. But, I mean, they, they played stuff that I didn't I didn't know and that that is fantastic for me as a fairly new kiss fan
0: um yeah just going over the set list here i'll do it real quick before we get to the next two and last songs of the night of the part four extravaganza here is our set list take me psycho circus shouted out loud heller hallelujah wall of sound do you love me war machine all for the love of rock and roll making love i stole your love out of this world she hotter than hell i love it loud long way down a little bit of magic touch yay uh detroit rock city strutter dr love love gun black diamond encore lick it up come on and love me rock and roll night that is a show and a half literally yeah
1: and and the first show was good yeah, don't not get me list. wrong. The set yeah. list is great for it, and they got two encores. Drats, we only got one. How many more songs than the first show did we have?
0: We got three more songs than the first show did. We've got we got eight unique songs that they didn't get. They got five that we didn't. I think ours were more gems. Like yeah, they got Christine sixteen, nothing to lose, Deuce, Cold Gin, and Got to Choose. Great songs. Yeah, we heard half of those on the acoustic. Yeah, I show was gonna already.
1: say Christine sixteen was played on the sail away show. And
0: nothing to lose was played on there too, and Got to Choose was played on there too.
1: And so that that's fine. Yeah. Dreads, I I didn't get to hear songs that I got to hear acoustic.
0: Yeah, exactly. So we already heard those, and it was just it was just a special magic show. And I'm I guarantee you anybody who saw the first show unless you just have to hear cold gin every show was probably really pissed that they didn't get to that second one once they were watching it on the simulcast you could watch it on the theater Um, it was just it was amazing and um, yeah
1: anybody that says that they would rather be at that first show is lying their butts off
0: yeah pretty much yeah um they've never opened a show with take me so we saw a special show Mm -hmm. and they never closed with deuce before so the first show got that out of it so everybody all around Great Everybody experience. wins. Everybody wins.
1: We just went a little bit better.
0: So what we're going to do f- yeah, there you <laughs> go. So what we're going to do for you here we're going to get to the music and we're going to finish the show off here. Glad we were able to give you a cruise report. I hope you enjoyed it. It was a small smidge in, of what we did this yeah, entire trip. It, we can go on, us and on
1: if you want a more in-depth report and we will be glad to give that to you. Yeah. But and,
0: uh And I just recorded one for the podcast so when that comes up I'll post a link to you guys so you can hear that show it's a great show um good people but for now we're going to play you two songs that actually made the set list and we had already planned ahead of playing these songs off of monster anyway so we're going to focus on the brand new studio album monster nola tell us about your song
1: so uh i had listened to the album maybe once or twice through before we left yeah before we left and i was like you know what i i really like tommy's song and i really like eric's song and I can't, like, it's, it's, I want to choose Eric's song. Yeah. But, but Tommy's is just, maybe just a little bit more kiss for me. Okay. And that's not an easy thing for me to say because Paul wrote Eric's song. Yeah. So, um, for me, it came down to those two, and I'm like, which one would I rather hear more? Yeah. I'm like, you know, All for the Love of Rock and Roll is a really cool song. That's yeah. Eric's song. But um, but as far as, you know, going to shows, having it played in the house, I would rather hear Out of This World. Yeah. And seeing Out of This World perform live on the cruise made me love it just that much more. They had this cool, starry backdrop for it. And very, very space-themed, space band singing it.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And it it just made it that much better for me.
0: I think now, from now on, anytime I hear that song, of course, I'll think of the show, but I'll also think of you just not being able to get a clear Tommy picture. Tommy. She's a picture photographer that just doesn't get paid for taking pictures, but she should. She's amazing.
1: Okay, dear dear Tommy, please stand still so I can make nice pictures. From your face she with my every- camera, mm. so so please, Tommy, just 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 a little less movement.
0: She she actually it was bothering her so much she had to tell me this two thirds of the way through the show. Like he is just eluding.
1: Like I'm. To... Um, I, t- I took what like thirteen hundred photos yeah. on the trip. Yeah, total, and that's not
0: an exaggeration either.
1: And I think like probably three hundred at least were just from our indoor show.
0: At least, yeah.
1: And of those 300, I have like 100 Tommy photos that are blurry. <laughs> and then like, out of this out of this misty fogginess, like one clear shot of yours, and I'm like, oh, thank God, now I can stop taking photos of Tommy. Yeah. Because God damn it, you're just wasting my batteries now. <laughs>
0: yeah. It was really funny to watch the whole thing. It was part of the overall enjoyment of it. And, um... We also got moved into, like, a nice theater side area where we had our own little mini table and everything. Well, that's, so that was
1: cool. um, I think that's where our seats were actually supposed to be.
0: No, we were supposed to be, like, right where and, they set up the soundboard. Okay. So we were in the soundboard's way, so they were going to bump us, and we weren't, weren't sure. We were figuring out, well, they're probably going to take care of us at least, and they did. So yeah. I just had to put that as a note. And also, bonus, uh, about two-thirds of the way, almost as soon as you stop taking pictures, all of a sudden freaking Graham Elwood shows up. Yeah, and buzzes us and uh, he's like, "Hey guys, hey, what's up?" And he's like taking pictures of himself with a band in the background, and it was and he took a picture of all of us. Yeah, at some point, so that was cool. He was a super host, by the yeah. way. Yeah,
1: Graham Elwood is good people.
0: Yeah, exactly. So hey, l- let's get to the music. and we'll
1: well, d- what show? What song are you playing, Joe? Oh shit!
0: Well, <laughs> the reason I I'm glad you segued to that because I went ahead and just took the one you uh, had a hard time not choosing. So you're going with Out of This World. I'm going with All for the Love of Rock and Roll.
1: Yay! Yeah.
0: And I'm going to tell you another reason why I picked that song especially right after this. So enjoy. Mm. of this world great outro on that by the way
1: great everything on that
0: yeah and uh and also all for the love of rock and roll to close out i thought i'd close out on that one i like that one as a closer because yeah. that's a message of really what this is all about and why we do it yeah uh you know of course love and rock and roll. And for the love of rock and roll anyway um and you, we've you've been through this whole kiss walkabout with us <laughs> <laughs> it's been a journey and you've been through all 20 studio albums now if you're still with us and you're asking us is the new album good is it worth it maybe some of you are asking that and i gotta say yeah now it's so good i didn't even feel the need to highlight a paul or a gene song on this album and that's not to say that they don't have strong material on it because they really do that uh, especially gene is on fire on this album if you're a gene fan this is a good album for you, too. I really wanted to put Eat Your Heart out on there because I love that song.
1: Yeah, you you really did. Yeah, That's the one that you were like, I want to play this song, I want to yeah. play this song.
0: I was convinced, especially until we went on the cruise. and uh, But I went ahead and went with this, and the other reason I wanted to, I just wanted to really spotlight really how important Tommy and Eric are to this band. And if you don't believe me, ask Gene and Paul. It's not totally, I mean, yeah, of course, it's kind of in their interest to put them over, but if you go see them at shows and you see how they interact with each other now you can tell they actually enjoy each other's company and they're a big part of that like some people like uh, I was having this conversation the other day about Iron Maiden, they have three lead guitar players in their band, they don't need them, they acquired this other guy along the way whenever their guy left the first time and then when the other guy came back they didn't want to fire the guy because he's just fun to be on the road with they get along, they don't need him but they like his company and I think that's what they're doing with these guys. They can play their butts off and they know this catalog better than even Gene does.
1: Yeah. Well we'll call it like it is. Yeah. And and that's not saying that that makes Gene a bad person. No, it's just no. you know, Gene's got a lot of his mind. He's <laughs> he's a mogul now. Yeah,
0: he's a mogul and he's married man, yeah, all this stuff.
1: Yeah, he's he's got a wife to think about now. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, but anyway, all all jokes aside, uh, there's just a strong element to this band. I've been a fan of this band since nineteen eighty five. And I completely appreciate the original lineup. I've seen, I guess, three or four different lineups of the band now. This is the best lineup of the band. And the Monster is a strong album, so if you like good, fun rock and roll album, this is going to be one of the best ones you buy all year. So that's my shill. And also, this puts forward, like we were talking about on one of the previous parts here, uh, high hopes for the future of the band. If it gets down to where Tommy and Eric are some of the elder states of the band, I think they're going to be okay
1: yeah they'll do fine, yeah you know it's it's never gonna be the same as it was, but that's that's how everything is, yeah, things change, and you kinda just gotta roll with the punches and I think as long as they're not you know hawking out the kiss name, oh wait, never mind, um, <laughs> no, um, we can joke, yes, we like jokes, but you know i I don't think that Tommy or Eric are gonna do anything detrimental. To the band, as a as as a name, yeah, you know, or anything like that, you know, and all these people that are like Ace and Peter, where it's at, and we're just like, do you remember some of the stuff that Ace and Peter caused? Yeah,
0: they had two chances at this, and they blew it both times. That's all. That's all there is to say about that. Not knocking talent or good contribution when you were there or lack of, but they blew it. They had two chances and they blew it. Yeah, that's all there is. Yeah, to
1: they. It. They came back, and, and it wasn't very successful, and you know what? And then we got Eric and Tommy in there again, and it was better. Okay. and it's you no know, it's it's not saying that the original lineup is not as good as this lineup, but this lineup. and I hate this term, but I mean this this lineup is hungry. Yeah. they They want to do stuff, and they're willing to work, and they're willing to tour. And that mm-hmm. makes all the difference.
0: Yeah. So anyway, go check out Monster. Go on the Kiss Cruise if you can. Hey, if you go on it, you know, hit us up. We'll see if we're going too. Maybe we can all hang out yeah. on a cruise boat and go see a few Kiss shows. Maybe that if that's the difference that'll get you on the boat, then go with it. We'll 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 hang out with you, <laughs> and uh, we'll have all the dinners together and and uh, stand in line for all the same things and just generally have fun. I like we got to meet a. Our new couple friends. Yeah,
1: I, I was gonna say we need to give a shout out to our cruise friends, Kim and Jim. Yeah. So thank you for hanging out with us. Y'all made it all the more enjoyable.
0: Yeah, it's 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 important to make new friends on these things. You know why not? There were some dudes that um, met their you know now fiancés on this. There was a guy that was on there last yeah, year they're... who met the girl and proposed to her like a breakfast. You saw that or something like that.
1: Oh, uh, they they had been going out longer. Uh, other than that um but yeah yeah some some asshole has the balls to propose in (laughs) front of everybody at breakfast and joey's in the bathroom so i can't even like yell at him to make sure that he doesn't do this first of all you know i don't want strangers taking pictures of our proposal i want the secret photographer taking pictures of the proposal um (laughs) But, but it's like really, really over scrambled eggs and French toast. This is how you're gonna do it. You're an <laughs> asshole. Why didn't you go to Cagney's? Pay the fifty <laughs> bucks and do it over a nice goddamn dinner. <laughs> yeah, you you did it over the free breakfast buffet. Yeah, at and, least it wasn't Howard
0: Johnson's. You know, no um, knock on no knock on HJ or anything. Still.
1: Yeah, but I mean, you know, good good for those kids. Um, yeah. If you do that, I will say no, and then I'll throw you over the boat. Okay, So Sounds just good.
0: Then I'll really have to earn it at that point. Yeah. Well, and then, uh, we could talk about the cruise for hours, but um, this is Rock Strikes 10, so we gotta go. Uh, join me on the next one. What it'll be, I have no idea, but there's always stuff brewing and stuff happening. Uh, check me out on the podcast, uh, upcoming episode. I'll, like I said, I'll send you the links of that when it's over. And, of course, most importantly, go to the website. What's that website, Nola?
1: That website would be cnjradio.com. Right. Find us on Facebook, Rock Strikes 10. Email us at joey at cnjradio.com. Follow us on Twitter.
0: Yeah, yeah. Ro- at Rockstrikes10. At 10. 10 One word, uh, it's happening. There you go. That's, we, a fir- that, that, that's new, by the way.
1: Yeah, that, there's, there's the new Twitter handle. So yeah. so send us your show ideas. Tell us what you thought of this show. Uh, tell Joey to have me on more if you guys enjoyed hearing me talk.
0: They're already safe, <laughs> by the way. You don't have to stuff the ballot anymore, okay? <laughs> no, all right. And thanks for going on the cruise with me and
1: thank you for letting me go on the cruise with you
0: you know it was all you you planned the whole thing and i you know i did couldn't have done it without you we wouldn't be having this show without you so it was all her so thank nola also on my behalf once again <laughs> and uh we'll see you on the next one till then have fun do the right thing guys